Welcome back, listeners. Thank you for joining us tonight in the Creepypasta Book Club, the podcast where we read, analyze, and discuss significant creepypastas, no sleeps, and web horror flash fiction. We are your hosts, Jonah and Wednesday. And today, we are covering the first part of Mother Horse Eyes, also known as the Interface series. Before we begin, it's important to explain some aspects of Mother Horse Eyes. It began as a series of Reddit comments on seemingly unrelated posts in April 2016 from the user underscore nine mother nine horse nine eyes, aka Mother Horse Eyes. These posts, known as narratives, are individually disjointed, especially at first, but seem to deal with a shared universe of concepts, primarily the flesh interfaces. Many of these posts can be viewed in their original format on Reddit, which is the process I am taking on this read for the most authentic experience. Today's summary covers the content from narrative number one to the author's post just prior to narrative number 16. The Interface series begins with a series of short notes from some kind of investigator who has stumbled onto the Flesh Interface conspiracy. The investigator claims early flesh interfaces were discovered or created by the CIA through the use of LSD on other CIA operatives during MKUltra. In Vietnam, some isolated villages under U.S. control through the Strategic Hamlet program also developed flesh interface technology because their long-term LSD exposure altered their cognitive abilities. In the 80s, the CIA opened a non-electric portal, another term associated with flesh interfaces, in Antarctic waters, which bisected much of the marine life and its incident zone. Also mentioned were the chitinous cruciforms discovered in the area. The Soviets performed similar experiments as those by the U.S. and Vietnam on Ukrainian farming settlements, but successful flesh interface retrieval was rare. Scientists found that victims of incident zones could survive for periods of time while segmented, but the investigator insists that this is not a matter of interdimensionality. Dubai has no known flesh interface technology, yet several incidents of mass segmentation have occurred. The investigator theorizes that the architecture in the city is based on interface geometry. The investigator comments on speculation that Elizabeth Bathory, the Hungarian serial killer, was an example of flesh interface attempts pre-LSD, but he is skeptical and believes that the first true interface was in Treblinka in 1944. Responding to questioning for once, the Mother Horse-Eyes account explains that a flesh interface can only be produced after significant exposure to LSD, and attempts to explain flesh interfaces in a roundabout way. They are best defined by their effects, segmentation of objects within their incident zone the creation of tunnels beneath the earth if built on land, and the appearance of chitinous cruciforms if built on water. Large enough interfaces become portals, which present with giant segmenting metal cylinders at least 10 meters in diameter. He elaborates on portals. They are not just large interfaces, but a transport method between our world and what he calls sister cities in some other world. The largest portal was at Novaya Zemlya, which presented multi-mile-high cylinders with blinking lights and nodules, and was destroyed by the Soviets. They had created the portal through exposing 30,000 prisoners to gaseous LSD, and caused exponential growth in the subsequent interface. The portal was extraordinarily difficult to destroy due to the sheer size and had to be taken out by H-bomb, but not before someone had gone through the portal and returned. A nine-year-old girl was sent through a portal, and returned only to die a day later. She reported a strange dream the night of her return about thousands of people being sucked into wombs in the ground. The Soviets discovered, due to using primarily prisoners for portal experiments while the U.S. used adult military men, that youth was the main factor in being able to survive during and after travel. 
The narrative shifts into the perspective of a black ops soldier in Vietnam who had been instructed to clear out a village and kill everyone on sight. None of the villagers tried to resist or hide. The equipment given to them by the CIA directed them to one of the biggest houses in the village, where the air was unusually wet and humid and had a strange pressure, and when they moved the altar in the middle of the room, they found a channel of flesh breathing in the floor. Another shift, now to the perspective of a scientist working with the CIA, discussing the first instance of encasement of a subject returned through a portal. The girl, nicknamed Jingles, took an unusually long time to come back, and returned inside a lung-like placenta, naked, hairless, and bloody, attached to the sack by an umbilical cord. The sack produced a potent substance similar to LSD, which caused anyone exposed to go into a violent frenzy. She at first behaved like an infant, but quickly regained her language development and told them that she was the same girl with the same memories as before. When asked about her experience, she answered, Inside the chamber, I started to feel drowsy. Everything changed. And I knew what I saw. I had seen it before. I said to myself, This is like the room in Grammy's house, the quiet room. They asked what she meant, and she said, Come unto these yellow sands before simply dying. The perspective of a Japanese official after the end of World War II. Japan was losing the war and was looking for anything that could turn the tide. When they heard rumors of the creation of LSD, which had been used to great effect in the Treblinka extermination camp, to develop fantastical new technologies, they smuggled the drug into Japan and prepared for their own experiments. The author character interrupts. He explains his reasoning for his strange posting behavior. He needs to spread the word. Nothing he says is fiction, but it's not true, either. He is reporting on information from across the lines of causality, because he believes he has seen that the inevitable future of humanity, with the rise of biotech and computerization, is on the verge of entering an inescapable and abject slavery that will render the planet uninhabitable. He is an unemployed alcoholic who has fractured the time state of his brain with drugs and is using his insight to attempt to get out of warning that the mother abomination, the mother with horse eyes, is coming. So let's let's start unpacking this. Yeah. I, I've read this before or, or, or I experienced it through like audio before and, mm-hmm. and, and I wanted to real quick plug the person who did the reading that I listened to who is Ten Bond on uh. YouTube. I, I quite like his his version of it. Um, so, like, if, if you're struggling with, you know, reading it because it can be kind of a pain to read, you know, there, there, there are people who do, you know, some, some audio for it, and Ten Bond is one of them. Like, for a long time, like, back when Mother Horse Eyes first kind of got big, I couldn't find any, um, any like, audio of it, but, but there, there is now, and, and it's fairly good. Yeah, it's not a terribly popular thing to read. I'll include it down in the links, the reader. Yes. And and you, I found out, like, I, I thought that you had, like, read the story or, like, experienced oh, no, it yeah. all the way through, and you hadn't, I, I found out. Yeah, um, when it was first, like, popping off and stuff, I only read, like, bits of the ones that I thought were, like, interesting enough to read, but, like, if I got too far into one, I was like, oh, I don't want to read this anymore, and then I didn't. <laughs> Yeah, so you've you've only experienced the story like pretty piecemeal. Mm-hmm. How 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 much of like the current reading that we just did was familiar to you? I I realized I read some of them out of order, which is the first thing. <laughs> I hadn't. This is the first time I read the first post, and like mm-hmm. 
the first post felt like a little too restrained to be like a proper word salad, but like I was really surprised on how like the setup was so concise, like for everything that's about to like happen. Yeah. The thing about the the word salad, like it like it starts with like a sentence of word salad and then it it goes into like the thing that makes it seem like word salad is the fact that it is here with no context yeah. and no relationship to the post that it is posted on. Yeah, which rules. Yeah, that's the thing <laughs> about about it a lot. When I had first read it, I only like read the post that I felt had the most like of that going on. <laughs> and so when stuff was like more on topic is one I didn't like like this wasn't relevant to like what I was looking for at the time. Yeah, you you just wanted the non sequitur. Yeah. And this was before it was all together as a story, so it wasn't like yeah. I was just like, you know, not reading a story. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like you were intentionally like picking it to pieces. You were uh Yeah. Just like <laughs> skimming about oh this thing that was happening. I was also surprised how early the first out of character post comes. In my memory that came like way later, but I'm probably remembering stuff that happened that we don't know of yet, because we've read for this one. <laughs> yeah, like, the author does step out of the story a, a few times to um, to give that kind of out-of-game, out-of-character input, I guess. Um, so I, I never, like, because I got it through audio, um, I have not read it with my eyes mm-hmm. before, and I did not have the... You missed out all the fun gifs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I never looked at the Reddit thread. So, like, one of the things that I am doing is, like, I'm, like, I'm taking note of all the different threads that are posted on, and, mm-hmm. like, trying to see if I can make some of the context line up a little bit some of them are like oh, they, they line exciting. up really well because like the first one the, the post about like the cia uh, mk ultra mm-hmm. stuff is on a r slash mildly interesting post about mm-hmm. how like um one of the prints of orwell's 1984 becomes less censored with where so like it, it starts out with like basically like a fully redacted looking cover and like mm-hmm. you can you can like you know tilt it and see the ink underneath, but like over time, as you like have it you know sitting around or like in a in a backpack or or whatever, the paint that they have on top will start to flake off, and and uh, more detail will be revealed over time, which like thematically appropriate for yeah. for the story about th- that involves a lot of of themes of like classified information uncovering mm-hmm. s- you know secret knowledge and like this the growth of the story overall it's a really strong opening because we have both like everything with the story is going to be about but also on the thread that's like that there, there's a lot of little things where the themes line up and then a bunch of ones where they do not seem to line up in any way at all or like the way that they line up is too arcane for me to understand. Like, oh, I'm really excited to get to those. Those are the ones I like a lot. Like, in the first post, we get all that stuff, right? And what I like there about it is, like, the CIA is being used as, like, a social species, and this extends out to, like, the whole thing. And it's, like, the social connection itself is, like, a living thing, and, like, 
the mutations are being like wrapped around that like because it's like removing social inhibitions and the way like social conventions and like human decency like flies out the window when like groups get like small and insular yes insular like a whole thing like if you like look at any online discord server for anyone with like enough social clout in an <laughs> art space you know you know like the most insane bullshit is happening yeah like like the most toxic people in the world are all like gathered together in one tiny corner of of the internet and and like like that's uh, like the thing that he that he gets into a little bit with like talking about the the, the extreme hierarchy of the CIA mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is is part of what made it useful for these experiments and 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 a similar kind of thing with a lot of the other like use cases like like a small village or like a like a prison yeah things inher- inherently have like a hierarchy of like castes and like like micro classes within like uh, just a select group of people already yeah and like later on too especially with the camp and like we get like this in the uh, out of character one a bit but I really enjoy the way it feels like flesh interfacing is like the human inevitable like it transcends like our whatever we have going on because we gotta like build these flesh interfaces and that and like that's like our like our mortal purpose as like beings and stuff or at least that's like an end point for humanity like this is just like a thought i've had in the first set of what we're reading (laughs) like obviously there's a lot of stuff going on (laughs) i also just really generally i also like the way that each post feels like you're reading a wikipedia page (laughs) Yeah, it's like, very dryly. Like, yes, dryly, and then, like, the hyperlinks are, like, nonsensical in the way Wikipedia <laughs> is. That, the, the, the hyperlinks on the collected, like, Reddit wiki for Mother Horse Eyes, like, the thing that we, we're going to link as, like, this is the thing that you should be, you know, looking at. Because it's the easiest place to get everything in one big chunk. I, I, the ones that are broken, I way back machine. <laughs> so we can compile them there's there's a bunch of links to like yeah like it's like it's done wikipedia style like anything that gets referenced for the first time will get its own link to like a wikipedia article or like a gif or something like to to explain this stuff is really generally like food food isn't one of them but like (laughs) imagine if it was yeah and, and it gives a very strange kind of um because that's not what the original posts look like if you if you look at them. That is something I think that was editorialized in later. Yeah, which was a really neat experience. I didn't re- like it's been a while that for me not to remember if they were there to start with, but they pre- they weren't because like that would've been firebombed off the the form faster. <laughs> so like it was stuff added afterwards and that's a really interesting thing. And also the early stuff feels like two people talking separately like we're reading transcripts or something before it gets into like the more narrative stuff and that, that's a thing i noted in this read through mm. regarding the um like the the entries that seem to have absolutely nothing to do with the like the subject matter of like the the source subject there's a bunch of prince memoriam memes for some reason yeah like Four of the 
technically mm-hmm. post like like narrative number six was posted mm-hmm. there, and then seven and eight are in the same thread answering questions that were asked. And but then nine is also on a different Prince Memoriam meme. And and these mm-hmm. these narratives all have to do with like explaining the lore of interfaces and portals. And it's like, why? Why Prince? What does this have to do with that? Maybe I'm just a, a Philistine, but I, I don't see the connection here. It's it's so interesting. Maybe maybe it's a later thing we'll get into that they're trying to make a connection here and, and it's like Maybe I don't remember. This is me remembering a few posts later, <laughs> but like there's an unsavoriness that might be attached here. But I also think it's like a, a framing it more broadly than that. It's just it's not also just that, mm. but like that would be a cool thing to find out if there's like a lyrical component to this that we're not getting yet. <laughs> yeah, like I I don't remember anything about you know Prince having come up or like I mean like I I don't know a lot about Prince's music. I know a couple of the big hits but i'm i'm not i wouldn't say that i'm like a a fan i I haven't listened too much yeah between reading we're gonna have to like crunch some prints (laughs) get some get some in-depth into insight into this i have a theory but it's going to like pin that for the future (laughs) the energy of jingles is like really like the doctor's like a little like Lolita core up in there <laughs> on that fourteenth entry. Yeah. Like <laughs> like I, I, I feel like that's not supposed to be the energy. Like I think it's it's supposed to be that this guy is just like thinking about this horrible thing that happened and is like sorry, there's a really loud car coming through. He he's just like really horrified about what he did and like juxtaposed with the like extreme innocence of this girl who has become baby. Just yeah, just a weird energy. Anyway, so she says, Come onto these yellow sands, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a period there and the period leads leads to an image. Did you see the image? I, I did not. Cause I cause I was I was using um Oh right, right. The the raw text yeah. without it. Well, in the compiled one, there's a period, there's, a, there's, come to the yellow sands and it takes you to, like, the tapest, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a period afterwards and it takes you to the painting and it's called that. So, the artist, it was your dad? This was the last painting he completed while he was still, like, free. Like, not imprisoned. After completing the painting, he went traveling with Sir Thomas Philip. And on the journey, he expect he experienced a rapid mental decline of his well being, that which led to like a full psychotic breakdown. And he sent him back. Um, Thomas sent him back home to his dad, and his dad was like, "Well, you should get over it." And then next month, which would be in August, he killed his father, slicing his throat open with a knife. Nice. And then he like Based. yeah. Then he <laughs> then he like escaped. Like he like ran from the law, and like. On his way out of England, he killed a bunch of more people, and he was apprehended in France, and then he was, like, sent back to England, he was committed to asylum, and he'd be, like, in asylums for the rest of his life. Huh. Um, he, he, he painted more after while he was in the asylum, but Come Onto These Yellow Sands was the last thing he painted before he was institutionalized. And after, like, a lot of, tr- a lot of really experimental and advanced treatment he got, actually... When he was lucid enough to talk, and people 
there are like dogs in the background. They're, they're part of the show. When he was like lucid enough to talk and people would ask him like, hey, so what was about, what was, what was all the killing about? He was like, well, the voice of Osiris had spoken to him. Um, he told him that he, he and Osiris were connected through blood and Osiris had urged him to remove evil from like the world and all of those who threatened his bloodline to him. Huh. So, so there, there seems to be in, in a similar way that the mother, I was just looking at the, at the, at the painting, the, in, mm-hmm. in a similar way to a lot of other like real world references that the mother horse author makes to, you know, people like Elizabeth Bathory and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like this is probably meant to be another connection of like, taking like this this real world thing and saying like this is part of the evidence for you know this this person was also aware of mother this person was also attempting to create like you know pre-LSD interfaces and 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 also like looking at the painting for um come into these yellow sands which like I I hadn't realized that that was a painting but like looking at it and like having that as, like, the comparison point for, like, you know, they ask, like, what does that mean? What did you see? And she just, like, she says this painting, which, like, she's eight. Mm -hmm. She shouldn't know what this painting is. Yeah. But, like, that as a description of what she saw, it's it's essentially, it's, like, it's the seaside, strange-looking picture with, like, this sort of, like, rock outcropping and there's a bunch of like naked people and possibly angels like flying around and dancing on the beach like it's 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 this it's celebratory but also very weird and like umbilical cordy while it has this like really moody and intense lighting yeah and like the title comes from a line in tempest Mm -hmm. i actually like uh i'm not familiar at all with uh with the tempest like I, I I know of it. I vaguely know of the plot. I know what it's about. It is about a sorcerer, uh, mm-hmm. and a and a beast who lives there. Um, like the sorcerer mm-hmm. is trying to like master this island and this beast that he is subjugating. And I think there's also a shipwreck. I don't know anything about the yeah. tempest. <laughs> this 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 specific spot is um a character named Ariel, mm-hmm. who I'm, I'm also only vaguely familiar with it, <laughs> but this is her, like, like, I think Ariel's a man. Mer- oh, really? I'm pretty sure. Oh, cool. Cool. I'm gonna look really silly on your podcast, <laughs> on our podcast. This is a shared experience of us not knowing a Shakespearean play. Alright, so the guy is like, hey, c- come out of your ship and get onto the water. I'm blurring you with my voice. Oh, like, like, basically trying to, because I'm pretty sure Ariel is, is, like, the sorcerer who's, like, considering himself, like, the master of this island, and is trying to get people to come and basically be his yeah, subjects. Yeah, yeah. This, this may be, I, I, I may, like, you know, read The Tempest and insert something in here before this episode goes live to be, like, uh, no, that's fucking wrong. Or maybe I'll say <laughs> that it's correct, I don't know. But you guys are going to hear some extra audio right now. Okay, this is editing Jonah. I was totally wrong. (laughs) 
uh, Prospero is the sorcerer, and Ariel is the sort of, like, beast spirit thing that lives on the island who's been enslaved by Prospero. Prospero was, like, deposed in a coup and escaped the island, and he's looking to get revenge on his brother and a bunch of other people who got shipwrecked on the island. Uh, the scene in question is when Ariel sings and lures the young lover boy Ferdinand onto the shore. He's telling him how safe and lively it is here, and also that his father has died in the shipwreck. Uh, with the sort of added context, the message that Jingles has for the scientists becomes essentially like a spooky way of saying, you know, come and see. Combined with the context of this painting, with its sort of, like, uncanny quality and the umbilical cord ribbon visuals that Wednesday mentions. All right. <laughs> Cleared that up. Yeah, I, I can see why this um compelled him, like, this concept. Mm-hmm. And that he references, he references it, like, twice. Mm-hmm. Like, look at this thing I'm doing. Look. That is one of the, like, I, 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 I talk about, or, or, or I have talked about how Mother Horse Eyes is, like, my house of leaves. Because, like, mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I kind of hate House of Leaves. Like, I feel like it wastes my mm-hmm. time a lot. It does, it's, yeah, yeah. And, and like, they, they have a lot of similarities. I feel like House of Leaves was probably a big inspiration for mother horse size in terms of uh, like particularly like the like the style and the tone that it's written in and also mm-hmm. a, a little bit in the protagonist like sort of like johnny truant energy except like i i feel like i mean we'll, we'll get into that later yeah 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 but also like the way the person presents themselves and the story feels a lot more like grounded and relatable like there isn't sort of like this weird like this is my really cool dude straight sauna (laughs) who is like badass and also somehow poor but also like savant and all that stuff you know what i mean like yeah like he's he's very upfront about the he's like i'm like a loser i don't know what's happening in my life um, I am just like I. I happen to be burdened with this prophecy that I have to share with people. I wrote, "Wow, he's just like me for real," uh, which I think is a much more compelling energy for a main character than whatever is going on with Johnny Truant, who I hate so much. Yeah, I agree. But like, <laughs> and 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 it's also like the thing about House of Leaves is that like the good part of House of Leaves is the Navidson record, which yeah. According to the story told by Johnny, he had nothing to do with. He is simply an editor commentating on the process of trying to wrestle with this manuscript that someone else has written. In in Mother Horse Eyes, he openly admits to, like, being the source of all of this and that the things that he <laughs> says, really... he's, he's, he's like... You know, some of this might not be accurate. Some of that is because I'm a dumbass. Some of it's because I'm lying to you. <laughs> something about something about um, House of Leaves too is like it opens you up to be like, is this editor narrator character lying to you? Is he fake? And it's like, yeah, he's fake because he's a character in the book. Can you please go? Can you please like, like you're not doing anything <laughs> like. Uh, like, yeah, he's fake because you have your name on this book. Like, he's obviously a fake person. We're like, because because this is 
one a, a sort of loose web novel rather than like a traditional published novel which mm-hmm. like house of leaves originally also was which helped yeah. lend like the 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 sort of like immersion credibility to it and like the author presumably like the author exists we acknowledge that the author exists and that he is a separate person from this character but like mm-hmm. the author is asking us to like acknowledge that they're a separate person from the character because they're telling you that like these are things they have like if these visions are real then they are real but they could also just be not real <laughs> and like but also that they are a person writing this but also that person writing this is a character within the story and they're being like really upfront about it and like and like we get like this oh, this out character i think it's really cool because someone people other people had started a reddit forum for them because they were posting all willy-nilly and they yeah. didn't want the threads to get taken down and lost so this person's now like quarantined within this own thread and this own forum and in the forum they like make it out of character thread out of game thread to be like hey but then they take back the space by putting that ca- that thread in character in the game yeah so like it erodes the boundaries between out of game and in game but also creates them between like narrator and author and person posting yeah like and those boundaries are going to break down a lot more as the story goes on Mm -hmm. like because it's 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 unclear whether the investigator as 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 i've referred to like the narrator of the oh i like that the like like not not even the narrator but like the narrator of those early posts may mm-hmm. not be the same identity as the narrator there's something that happens later on that like i don't think bringing it up now will spoil anything because the near because the out of character guy or whatever presents like this interdimensionality it's like these are separate people, but they're separate people within, like, possible realities that this person could have ever embodied. Yeah, like, that's, that, I, I, that, that is one way to, to look at it, because he, he, he mentions in that, like, out-of-game post about, like, basically reality nexus. This feels like you be Nikki in a really weird, in a really, like, <laughs> like, I know it's really weird to say in, like, the context of, like, this thing, but, like, because there's, like, this nexus portal, and then there's, like, dream sequences, and then, like, like, splitting of it. Even though, like, you, it's very, like, House of Leaves, it also feels like echoes of, like, this horror community mm-hmm. that was, like, really booming around this time. The other thing that, that I was thinking of, and, and possibly it's because of, like, the content that I have been, like, coming coming into contact with recently. I, I started listening to um, QAnon Anonymous again, um, and, mm-hmm. and, and reading through Mother Horse Eyes. Really good chaser. <laughs> I, I, I started thinking about the way, and, like, like, particularly with the kinds of things, like the, like, the specific content that gets discussed, how similar this is to to conspiracy theory rhetoric yeah yeah 
like, I mean, because, because he is proposing a conspiracy theory, but he is, he is taking pieces from real life conspiracy theories and, and using them, like, like the sort of, um, theorization around, like, MK Ultra and, mm-hmm. you know, Vietnam, which is, like, yeah, like, we really run, like, the gamut. Yeah. Is that the right word? Through, yeah, through, like, conspiracy theories and, like, we get into, like, really, I know it gets more into it, but, like, we get, like, the early hints of, like, Nazi occultism and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, like, the, the references to World War One and how, like, uh, like, in, in, um, I believe it's Narrative 15, the references to the fact that the first, like, flesh interfaces were built by um prisoners at um the Treblinka death camp Mm -hmm. but also like another aspect of it because like conspiracy theories or like the stereotype of people who believe in conspiracy theories has a lot of crossover with psychosis which is like yeah. something that is also being like gotten at very strongly with the sort of like mm-hmm. the 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 loose relationship, the sort of like not not quite word salad, but the way that like it's like presented like you want it, like like you're being presented like a word salad that's narrative, like intentionally being used and like it's show like the placement in like random threads is sort of like mimicking like that kind of yeah like like, it, like a disorganized thinking yeah like the, the the sort of like tip, stereotypical like schizophrenic free association where like yeah. you know you you say something and the other person like is not able to process the meaning of that mm-hmm. you know quote unquote correctly and responds yeah. with something that seems to be non sequitur to you, at least. Uh, uh, we're getting like a, we're getting like an insight into that kind of like thought pro- that that thinking through like the threads and the stuff is like like a visual representation of that, but it's text, you know, but it's like visual, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and 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 one of the other like things about that that is interesting is that like the story makes a very big deal out of LSD. And, like, historically, mm-hmm. LSD, after after its creation, was heavily investigated for use in psychiatric treatment. Like, in the 50s and mm-hmm. 60s, I, I did a little bit of, like, I, I was like, I, I know that I have heard of this before, because I, I remember mm-hmm. watching Frost Nixon as a kid, like, just watching part of it and being told by by my parents that like th- like there's there's a scene where they use LSD and that's the only part of the movie that mm. I saw uh, <laughs> all you need cuz I cuz I was just sort of like wandering through and and I was told uh-huh. like oh you know LSD was invented to treat schizophrenia which like it, it isn't quite true but like it it is true that it was trialed for use in treating mm-hmm psychosis and also alcoholism was one of the big ones that it was used for and he even mentions in his yeah he that his post, yeah that he is an extreme alcoholic like oh it's so well presented like it's so the whole story is so smooth even though it's told in this sort of like disjointed fashion you're brought into this person's mind skate mm-hmm. mind thinking palace whatever that through these disconnected disjointed like bits of here and there you can see like a full picture of like 
this person's life or possible life this character's like experience but also like the unfolding horrors of mother horse eyes yeah okay this this might be a good time to get into the other bit of of research that i was really excited about because like my 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 thinking on this was directed by that other podcast that I like, Homestuck Made This World. Everybody should listen yeah. to Range Touch's Homestuck Made This World, even if you haven't read Homestuck or aren't very interested in Homestuck. Because they, 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 they deal a lot with, even outside of the context of the comic itself, these ideas about, like, Media and and comics media, really in particular, is 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 one of their big things. Like one of the things that they talk a lot about is interfaces, which like I I I started listening to to Homestuck Made This World after having listened to um, Mother Horse Eyes. Oh right, and so like reading it now, it it immediately hit me like oh, like, I, I have sort of this new context in my brain for thinking about, like, because flesh interface is used so often that it can start to, like, lose meaning. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. I think it's potential. Yeah, like, it's like, it's it, it becomes part of the sort of, like, technobabble of the, of the yeah. series. Which is, like, homesuck. <laughs> and, and we also get, like, like how Hussey has like is like um nesting doll of self iterations in the story. So is the person posting this. Yeah, like the thing that I was trying to get at has nothing to do with Homestuck. That's just like where like what made me start thinking about the idea of interfaces themselves. Like the fact mm-hmm. that this is a story about interfaces and about like the nature of reality and how we perceive reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and so I started looking into interface theory of perception. That's so cool, Jonah. <laughs> I, I have this paper that I read on it. It's 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 like a chapter in a book about I I believe it's about like vision processing or like like sensory processing, which That's is so cool. is yeah, yeah. what interface theory is related to it's it's essentially the 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 theory that like we do not like our 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 sensory apparatus does not reconstruct an extant um objective world but that all living things experience the world like some some kind of version of reality through its its interfaces which have been created by and, and, and tuned by evolutionary adaptation. Oh, that's so cool. I, I have a couple of, of quotes that I would that I would love to love to read also. Oh please, please do. So like when when, when talking about um, the theory of, of like the, the, the conventionalist theory as the paper calls it, it basically that that there is there is a like an objective world that is reconstructed by our senses. The argument that like well we can test it by using these outside means like we can we can use mm-hmm. like like scientific data in order to determine that our our sensory inputs are accurate. Mm-hmm. 
the author says, uh, like gives the example of why that is a why that is a a a, a fallacy, like a, like a vicious circle. Oh yes. By saying, um, you know, I'm so into this. <laughs> Suppose, for instance, that we build a robot with a vision system that computes shape from motion using a prior assumption that the world contains many rigid objects. The system takes inputs from a video camera, does some initial processing to find two-dimensional features in the video images, and then uses an algorithm based on rigidity to compute three-dimensional shape. It seems to work well, but we decide to double-check that the prior assumption about rigid objects that we built into the system is in fact true of the world. So we send our robot out into the world to look around. To our relief, it comes back with the good news that it has indeed found numerous rigid objects. Of course it did. That's what we programmed it to do. If based on the robot's good news, we conclude that our prior on rigid objects is justified, we've just been bagged by Bayes' circle. That's the uh, the vicious circle that he is referring to. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This example is a howler, but precisely the same mistake prompts the conventional claim that we can validate our priors by measuring properties of the objective world. The conventionalist can reply that the robot example fails because it ignores the possibility of cross-checking results with other senses, other observers, and scientific instruments. But such a reply hides the same howler, because other senses, other observers, and scientific instruments all have built-in priors. None is a filter-free window on an objective, i.e. observation-independent, world. Consensus among them entails, at most, agreement among their priors. It entails nothing about properties or statistical structures of an objective world. So, so the argument essentially being that, like, we have no way philosophically speaking mm-hmm. to determine because any way we could we could try to find of determining the objectivity of our senses depends on those senses yes exactly i'm really into that there's lots of like so so the argument then and like that that is a big theme already of mother horse eyes is the idea that the like, of the eye yeah like there is this thing that exists out there, at least within within the world of of the narrative. Basically, nobody except with particular insider knowledge is able to perceive. Uh huh. Oh, pick me. Yes. We talked about it a bit in Psychosis in season one. Mm-hmm. That like the notion that we because of our our senses are, like, geared to, like, survival of, like, uh, the, like the existing, the world we exist in, like, currently, and stuff, like, we wouldn't be equipped to see things that are, like, outside of that, and, like, going to, like, what you're saying, like, people who take LSD for, like, recreational uses will, like, sight, like, seeing extrasensory things like clockwork elves and stuff like that (laughs) like angels and demons and all kinds of stuff and aliens and all that kind of thing like springboarding off that is like this is like the natural world which was like the true world that people are seeing with enough lsd pumped into them yeah or or that like when they have that altered state of consciousness when when they're when they're priors are are altered they are able to at least change the way that they interact with the universe to the extent Mm -hmm. that like yeah they they are able to perceive this like extra dimensional thing that 
causes the creation of flesh interfaces. And, like, the way that you build a flesh interface is, like, not discussed at all. It, it seems to be more of, like, a spontaneous thing that just, like, happens when when you have enough people who are thinking in a certain way. Yeah, like, oh, fuck. I think it's called superposition theory or something <laughs> like that. Yes. I'm like, pretty sure I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, if you could will, like, atoms and stuff into, like, the shape you want, it would take that shape. Like... Oh, I'm thinking of something else when you say superposition. Oh. Because... Maybe I'm <laughs> incorrect. Superposition is, like, the like the quantum physics thing where, like... Yeah, somebody yeah. Somebody can, like, simultaneously be there and not be there... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So whatever I was thinking is, like, the theory of, like, atom, like, things are the shape they are when you're observing them. Mm -hmm. When you're no longer observing them, they are, like, still affecting that shape, but they're no longer, like, it's, it gets into, like, nano stuff, like, na like when things are, like, really small in that kind of, mm -hmm. like, physics scale, like... I think the part of superpositioning, I'm just like... Like, things exist because we perceive them, like the... Like, that's the, the, that's something that this paper also gets into a little bit, like, touches on, like, like that theory that, like, you know, when you, when you touch, a, like, a physical object, um, you're not, you know, touching anything because, you know, these, these objects are constructed of, like, atoms and molecules that are... yeah that have, have so much empty space in between them and are, and are too small to be perceived. So, like, the reality that we interact with is, like, an illusion, basically, that are of, of, yeah, of our yeah, brain yeah. interpreting those signals. Yeah, and, like, there are, like, theorists, like, physicists and stuff. Like, if you could manipulate that with, like, your willpower, like, like how much of our consciousness creates... Like, the world we see is a lot of, like, where people go with that yeah. in, like, a... But it also brings up the idea of, like... Like, if you could interact with, like, the raw stratum of the universe, could you cope with it? Like, would that be, yeah. like, a, like too much information? Which is, like, the purpose of, of an interface, which is, you know... Just, just be more of me cribbing from from the article. It's it's so great. We're like we're gonna link it. I, I really really encourage oh, people definitely. to read it because like it is it is fairly approachable as a non scientist and mm -hmm. and very very interesting. And I think it also it it appeals to me and and this story is interesting to me because I really like semiotics mm -hmm. and 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 that's essentially what interfacing is all about it is it is an, an an application of semiotics to the nature of reality mm. that's so cool and 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 that seems to be like one of the ideas that mother horse eyes is is getting at like there's there's references to evolution sort of peppered in there and and particularly like like the one that stands out to me is one of the entries was posted mm -hmm. on like a like a today I learned thread. It would it's it's the um it's uh, Vietnam Black Ops narrative. Uh, uh, it 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 was posted on a thread about how how there was a um like an infant 
heart transplant done on, um, like, using a baboon heart that was eventually rejected. And when asked why the surgeon did not attempt to use a closer relative to humans, like, you know, a, like a chimpanzee or something, um, in order to, to lessen the possibility of rejection, the surgeon said um, that he did not believe in evolution. Oh, great. <laughs> yeah. Like, it is, it is disjointed to the story itself, uh, like, mm-hmm, particularly like... on the surface, but, like, it gets into, like, this, this story is fundamentally about human evolution and about evolution being guided or distorted by the interfaces that humans build to, mm-hmm. to interact with reality. Like a, like a computer, he, he talks about like the danger of, you know, biotechnology and computerization and, and about like the, the digitization mm-hmm. of the world. But also, he is essentially using LSD conceptually as an interface itself. LSD is, yeah. is the interface that people are using to, to access a, a different layer of reality than their, their senses can normally access Mm -hmm. and then like when when they reach like a certain level of cognition they spontaneously generate these these further interfaces like these these more elaborate interfaces that are, are are basically access points they are they are in in the same way that like my my ability to to process the sensory data of putting my hand on the table is mm-hmm. like and like like an evolutionary signal it is it is a signpost that something is here whether or mm-hmm. not it looks like a table in whatever objective reality could exist like in in a similar way the flesh interfaces exist to be a signpost that there is something here whether or not anyone is able to perceive it yeah and that is the mother like i'm i'm really glad we like where we had decided to stop reading that it ends there mm-hmm. cuz like the, enti- the entire section from like one to the oc post that's like like a really like a grand opening to the whole thing we're going to get into like the <laughs> the whole story yeah it 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 makes for a good lead in yeah sorry i was i'm reading about physics now <laughs> that we get like that kind of like interfolding of reality through that thing in the end i think would be really cool to like maybe like sorry that, that let me back that like like we get, like, this easily skimmable uh, character post, and then it, like, ends in, like, we're about to, like, meet her again. We're out to be, we're about to be unborn. And, like, that kind of, like, ego death, like, theories and stuff of, like, in order to gain new senses, you first have to, like, die and acquire <laughs> them. There's, there's a lot of references already to wombs and being returned mm-hmm. to like a like a childhood state like an unnatural 
childhood, which like is is going to become a like a bigger theme obviously yeah. as the story goes on like here it's really just like sprinkled in and 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 right now where it's adam's story it kind of comes off just being like edgy set dressing so far <laughs> yeah like yeah it's hard to, like like a lot of passages you are set in like the character who is there is like a fascist yeah a nazi <laughs> but like but in this way the author is connecting them to also America stuff and is connecting it to, like, violations of, like, human life. Like, in order to create these flesh into faces, you have to do some extreme violence. And in that way, it's, like, a criticism of these things and not, like, hey, this stuff is really dope and cool, flesh into faces. It's, like... Well, they had to create a, a pillar of human bodies to make this gaping maw that's going to undo reality. <laughs> like, like, isn't presented as, like, a cool thing. Yeah, like, it, it is presented as bad and not good. But also, yeah. like, there is a tendency. And, and like, the, the first time it really shows up, I, I, I noted it down, mm-hmm. is the first time that we get the voice of someone who is not supposed to be the narrator character. Like, like the mm-hmm. first time that we go into a secondary perspective, like the perspective of someone who is mm-hmm. not supposed to be the author themselves, or at least specifically not supposed to be the author themselves, because we don't know if the investigator yeah. is the narrator or not, whatever. In, yeah. In, yeah. in Narrative 13, when we go into <laughs> the Vietnam story. Yeah. It, it's and, and it's also the first time that there is, like, overt racism because he drops like a racial slur like a pretty bad one he sure does <laughs> like a, yeah and, like, and it's like this is something we'll be able to talk more about as the story goes on because like a spoiler alert this story is going to deal a lot with racism yeah <laughs> like we're kind of like dancing around it now but like we get it here and we also get it like the dubai stuff a little bit yeah it, it it's sort of skimmed a little bit like the like the reference to like oh it's it's the geometry is based on on flesh uh, interface yeah. geometry it's like what are you fucking talking about <laughs> it's geometry yeah, that's dog like yeah <laughs> all, all geometry is actually general like math is <laughs> math is flesh interfaces but also like the only thing western world knows about dubai is they have slaves so that's like the entire <laughs> like that they're that they're kind of like a little like low key on that, but we have like prison labor here. Yeah. It's not, it, it's about the same. And like, he doesn't like separate them as like different evils, but sort of like, you know. Yeah, it, it is. There is a lot of stuff in the story that is extremely racially charged. Yeah, which is what, which is like, which is why I kind of think he picks Prince, because people get like, people who are like really like, anthem for the race wars what about it yeah i think that's why he picks prince to be honest but like i don't know anything about this i know prince was like a jehovah's witness oh really yeah that's like that's i'm pretty sure that's why like he didn't get treatment uh like like, that's like that's why he died was because he was like he was like part of like this like religious cult basically and and like rejected modern medicine 
I I I might be misremembering. I'm pretty sure that's why he died. Oh, so that might be the connection here. There might be two points of connection here. <laughs> like, there's stuff that happens later, and I can't remember how the order is. But like, I'll be like, oh, I think that's why he's Prince. It's kind of really uh, in the compiled ones where there's hyperlinks mm-hmm. being added in the six with like the lady that people turn into a vampire when they do like lesbian stuff the blood lady what in in entry six the bathory oh yeah yeah lady there's like he there's like a a a paragraph about like the book of revelations and Mm -hmm. i wrote that line out i'm also keeping track of the book numbers i think that might be important later but it might not be. I, I feel like that's just because like I'm I'm realizing now reading it, like how I mean, it was always like a factor, but like I'm extra thinking about it now that I'm like able to process the information having already experienced uh-huh. it once, like how much like a pretty overt Christianity there is in the story. Yeah. Which like that the the motives for that I, I i think will come up later but it's like it's it's hard to assign motives for anything in the story i think it'll be easier when we get through it all there are a lot of stories out there where like the the opinions and agendas of the author are very much on display in the way that they write mm. but because like yeah. when you when you get into something with a lot of layers the way that mother horse eyes has it's very hard to tell why like or like you it it it, it requires you to make a little more of a of a judgment call on yeah. what you think this is doing in the story like the racism for example, like, yeah. is, is is this, like, a tasteless attempt at, like, period authenticity? Is it just, like, an excuse to say racist shit under the cover of, like, well, it's a story? Or is is it a, an attempted commentary about racism? I think, like, and those things aren't, like, mutually exclusive. Yes. They can be, like, all of the above. <laughs> <laughs> like, because we're also on Reddit, we're also in a time period yeah. where people, where how people navigated this was different just like period like yeah people it was it was april 2016 i know that's a, i know that doesn't sound very far away but that's like nine bajillion discourse <laughs> years away so people were like a little more loosey-goosey about slurs because there was just like a different understanding of what like using them meant i mean like like it doesn't make it okay but like <laughs> at the time people were like uh, people just had different theories about it. I don't know what to say. I, I feel like in, in, like, you could maybe say that about, like, 2010, but even in 2016, like, oh. April 2016, we are, like, six months out from Trump's election. That's true. Oh, that's true. I was just saying that because, like, we're on Reddit, and that's a little different than being, like, on a, <laughs> on a, on a different platform. <laughs> I mean, be, like, it, because... There is, like, an increasing radicalization around this time yeah. happening in places like Reddit and also on YouTube and stuff um, that, that is associated with that, that, that like, burgeoning far-right movement. That's true, yeah. And, and, and also that, like, burgeoning conspiracy movement. 
that is that is coming up around this time that is that is being fueled by these online spaces by by these these reality interfaces that people are like that that is starting to become people's only source of human interaction which is why they start thinking in these insane ways that they do so it's kind of been like i i live here commentary you know (laughs) but it doesn't make the use of it okay reaching back to like um (laughs) this entry i had written it out like the um, the verse mm-hmm. so the the hyperlink leads to um this one and it's and i john saw the holy city new jerusalem coming down from god out of heaven prepared as a bride adorned for her husband and there's like like a psychosexual like thrums throughout mother horse eyes and like <laughs> yeah that yeah and like the things that are picked are like humanity getting right like prepared to like be this thing like like the horse eyes is the mother horse eyes is feminine right it's the mother it's like this but we're not being like we're not like the man who's slaying it we're also like the submissive figure within the story even more because like especially with the very christian context like there is like in in christianity and especially more conservative brands of of christianity yeah. you know the the idea that like wives submit to their husbands blah yeah. blah blah but then also like there there is no i i guess paternal force that we have seen so far it is it is just it's all Yannick up in here. Yeah, yeah. It is. It is this grotesque all mother, and we are the children who are going to be absorbed back into into the into the womb. But also, oh, man. like, like what, what you said about like it being psychosexual. Um, like uh-huh. when I see we are about to be unborn, the only thing that I can think of is like unbirthing fetish. Unbirthing because fetish. I, yeah, yeah, because I've been on the internet for a really long time, and like. I don't know if this person, like, would have been aware of that in 2016. Yeah, they would have. It, like, possibly, depending on, like... It's my headcanon. Because <laughs> it, like... <sighs> like, unbir- unbirthing is, a, like, a, a concept in a lot of things that yeah. aren't, isn't necessarily, like, fetishy. But, man, there was a quantum fuck ton <laughs> of just, like, public spaces unbirthing at this time. So, like, you know... Yeah, like, it, it seems, because, like, because, like, 2016 is also when the Vore joke really blew up. Yeah. And and that yeah. also is, like, part of, like, unbirthing is generally, I think, considered, like, a subset of Vore. Yeah, yeah. The mother stuff and the motherhood sort of, like, preoccupation, which we start to get hints of, is is also, like... There's 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 also like an uh, like a preoccupation with child exploitation that we start to get yeah. into like the idea that like the most survivable test subjects for portal travel are children. Oh, I remember my jingles note that the weird way the guy is talking about jingles, the kind of like trailing off about her being beautiful and angelic and all that stuff, like the fact that he named from Jing- that she's named Jingles and that it's like maybe unintentionally, like, referred to that way, it did remind me of Lolita 
in that way because her name is also very stupid. <laughs> like, <laughs> this is like a stupid pet name of the same caliber. But that, that was my jingles note. <laughs> I think Lolita is like a, like a diminutive that can be like derived that that has historically been derived from from like a Dolores. real name yeah. but like yeah but still it's just the, the whole package of that one the, the the thing with the with the children is 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 also one of those things where it's like how much of this is being like edgy on reddit yeah and how much of this yeah. is like how, how how much of this matters i guess because in in such a short span of time other horse size touches on so many fucking concepts mm-hmm. and like touches on all of them in really nasty ways usually it's like okay it's like one of those ones where you read and you're like like it's nice to have something that's just nasty and awful and in your face but like we also have to like what is this author saying this nasty what was the intent of the shock this is, like, maybe post-Holders series, which was, like, extra nasty. This might be, like, there's, like, the dogscape, and, like, there's, you know, <laughs> just, like, what is the intent of these ones that we know are, like, more visceral than, like, other things that people are into, you know? There's so few, so we hold on to them, and, like, we value them for that, but, like, what are they serving? And there's also the whole, like... I, I, I'm not Christian, I don't remember the exact line, but, like, there's, the, the, the thing that comes to mind, like, a little bit between, like, the sort of, like, Christian overtones and, mm-hmm. like, the presence of, of the mother and the, the images mm-hmm. of child exploitation that we see a lot, suffer little children come unto me, right? Or, or Oh, yeah, yeah. And, and I'm pretty sure that's, like, a Jesus quote. It's, um, yeah, it's, um... It's also a song by the Smiths. <laughs> and 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 the idea of children and and childhood and like the purity of children is is like a big aspect of yeah. especially modern Christianity, but like the like Christianity yeah. in general. The the idea of like tabula rasa where like a like a child mm. exists to be molded in a certain way um and and any child with the correct stimulus can be molded to mm-hmm. fit certain purposes yeah which is like what the children get used in here and like the impact of these children's dreams is like a point in the story which is why i tied that back to you Nikki. like mm-hmm. like but also Bible verse thingy. Suffer little children, and forbid them not, to come unto me, for such is the kingdom of heaven. And that is that. Which is which is basically like kids get a free pass into the good place. <laughs> it <laughs> seems like. Which is funny because like a lot of like Christianosity theories propose, propose that cr- children don't have souls <laughs> in like various parts of like history. Yeah. I mean, because because so much of of religious thought is based in ideology. Yeah. So, like, if, if, if it is more convenient for you politically to tell people that, like, 
you know, children are, are little demon bastards and they don't have souls <laughs> because, like, you want to send them into the coal mines. Then the that's coal like... mines? I was in her face <laughs> sending the kids into the flesh mines <laughs> it's good for them oh my god like they're the only ones who can survive <laughs> to the flesh mines. their hands are the perfect size to reach into the orifices of the mother <laughs> don't say that One other thing I, I, I wanted to um, to talk about real quick is uh-huh. the um, the Cold War stuff. Cold War Space Race, which is a big thing. Oh, yeah. In this. Yeah. And there's like a weird... I didn't write it down. That I can't remember now because it's been a few days since I've read it. Did they bring up that dog? The dog who dies in space that everyone Leica, loves? Laika, yes. They, 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 there is like an offhand mention of Leica in that story when, when they're talking about like the 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 Soviets using uh, human experiments, yeah, and 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 talking about the lost cosmonauts and comparing them to to Leica and also to the flesh interface yeah. um, victims. The children are treated the same level as that dog. Yeah, like f- f- which is to say that they're like really valued. Yeah, like valued hypothetic. Like they're like oh, you know. This child has done so much to, pro- to like bring progress here, but like we did just like shoot this person with no autonomy into like <laughs> a void space for the lols. <laughs> yeah, and like it it is like a like a salient critique to talk about like the Cold War and this like competition between states. As mm-hmm. is essentially like, because it's like it it is it it becomes this like backstage war on the citizens and 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 particularly like the vulnerable yeah. populations of those states and then whatever other state that they can get their hands on and suppress like the the U.S.'s intervention in Vietnam. In, in and using that as a testing ground for I mean in, in, in the same way that like, you know, Vietnam and Korea were used as as testing grounds for mm-hmm. real life US military weaponry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and like it's and it like talks about those in a really way, in a way that's like unflinching, which feels like ah, oh, it's so like Using real-world things, like, boost the whore is such, like, a dicey thing. But at the same time, it's, like, not just set dressing. Yeah. But, like, a way to talk about these atrocities in a way that's, like, people are going to be looking at it. Yeah. Vis-a-vis Cold War, like, the way that flesh interface technology is comparable to, to, like, nuclear technology... Like, yeah. the, the devastating effect that it has on the environment around it and, and, and on people. Like, like the idea of, you know, someone basically being, like, a walking corpse who with, with limbs missing. Uh, like, yeah. with, with, with no, like, like signs of, of, you know, like, like, 
not like bleeding, mm-hmm. gushing blood, but just like gone. Yeah. And like we can tie like radiation and stuff a lot to like the interactions of like the flesh in your face. Like Yeah. Like the idea of mutation by by the subjects who, who create them, the the way that incident zones spread the like the the image in in like narrative number thirteen of like the people just sort of like listlessly waiting around to die yeah. and then oh the people's God. like they they turn on their machines and their readings go off the charts. It's like yeah. this is very nuclear imagery. And like how you like and how like humans lack the ability to properly dispose of nuclear waste as yeah. they always do is bury it. And they find like the opening to the flesh gate or whatever buried underneath like the temple the shrine yeah and it's like humid and it's nasty and it's like hot like radiation like people die of like the heat before like the radiation kills them yeah i guess the heat is the radiation but you know what i mean (laughs) well i mean like it boils the body heat is different from like radiation yeah your your body boils before the radiation can kill you if you're trapped in a room with radiation yeah yeah, it, 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 it is essentially, like, living radiation. And and that's also, like, like with, with how much of, like, the subtext is nuclear with, like, the Cold War stuff, then the sort of mm-hmm. um, doomsday call that he makes in the author's yeah. note is very much, like, nuclear apocalypse warning. Yeah. Is, is the sensation of it? It's interesting because it's also something way early on about um malarianism millenarism i think millenarianism yeah millenarian fuck yeah it's a hard word basically like believing that the end times are upon you yeah and how much of y2k optimism was kind of like rooted in this belief that this was real and like in that there's also like a lot of like doomsday-esque stuff like 2012 doomsday prophecy or like like that was just sort of like things people knew and talked about and some people took really seriously and like even the seriousness was brought into kind of like the aesthetic of like that of like of like y2k pop like we recently watched the defunct land where he goes through like clips of like 9-11, 9-11, <laughs> post-9-11, and there's one where they make a, a celebrity girl go, well, the positives of 9-11 is, or whatever <laughs> she says. Yeah, like, like, that's insane. That? Like, that's how people talked about these things. Like, the like the scientist's account, I think, takes place in, like, the 80s? I, I, yeah, I may be reading that all, wrong. No, no, yeah, you're right. This is all before that, but the out-of-character author or whatever... Like, ties it to, like, these are the dominoes which are building up to the Mm -hmm. present. But, like, early on, he anchors it into, like, the turn of the century or whatever. Whatever the correct term is. (laughs) By bringing up this in, like, a really early, in, like, post one or two. Yeah. I don't know. Like, we'll we'll be able to talk more about Doomsday Mm -hmm. as as we go on. But it's it's just interesting to think about how people have been predicting the end times since the beginning, since like since there was time, people have been yeah. really sure that like the, the shit's gonna be over soon. Yeah, 
and like the, 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 that's what makes the like the revelations thing so interesting because like yeah. when when like the the text for revelations was written like one it was it was at a time of like legit christian persecution like the only time in history yeah. that christians were actually persecuted <laughs> because they were basically just jews to the romans like yeah and like the way revelations itself has like evolved into like a theme park for end times <laughs> when like the word revelation just means an understanding yeah to become aware of something that like removes your previous awareness of stuff and not like the world is ending so with that into this story it's like yeah the world would end but like we wouldn't all be dead we would be a part of like the interface of the mother that we are yeah like that we are flesh absorbed (laughs) yeah like you you just become part of the of the singular flesh i guess Okay, so you know when people have, like, near-death experiences? Mm-hmm. I'm aware of them. Um, and they'll, like, write about their, like, experience of, like, how it felt, like, in the moment they, like, flat Like, they're not aware that they're flatlining, but, like, that moment, like, that their brains are shutting down or whatever. Yeah. And I feel this, like, powerful connection to, like, the world around them and, like, people and, like... They have these sort of, like, out-of-body experiences, and they're like, I felt every tree and every leaf and every ant and every person and stuff like that. And that really makes me emotional, but also it feels like that's a part of, like, what's being built up here is, like, this interconnection of, like, the moment of, like, death and dying and, like, being reborn. Yeah, like, this this is definitely... A story that is preoccupied with death. And also adjacent to that is like, because we're get, using like LSD to like stimulate like whatever, the brain and junk. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember if the story gets into that because I, I also didn't read it originally in order and we've only read up to this here. But I really hope it does get into like shamans who would like eat mushrooms to me to like connect to like (laughs) like a spiritual journey and stuff and like how like belief systems like that connect to like a great spiritual energy so there's also like that yeah it's just that like so far the the connection to spiritual energy that you get from having a transcendental experience is evil. It's like a flesh mother. Yeah, it is yeah. it is like this thing that hates you and loves you and like wants to consume you. What if God was just a flesh beast? Like, <laughs> I guess that would be okay. Like, who what what say would we have in that matter? Like, well, <laughs> I guess we're getting absorbed now. New strain of um rare vor unbirthing fetish where it's <laughs> Cosmic vor, cosmic unbirthing. Cranking it to the oneness with all flesh. I have something to say, this might be a, uh, 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 just a directly to you chat thing. <laughs> no, say it, and I'll cut it if it's too bad. Uh, okay, okay. Like, those are plot points in Awful Hospital. <laughs> Thank you.
Well, it looks like we're going to wrap it up there for tonight. Let us know your thoughts on Mother Horse Eyes. Give us a like, share us with your friends. Next episode, we will be reading from narratives 16 to 30. This has been the Creepypasta Book Club. Thank you, and good night.